And when that pressure is on you and you feel otherwise, you feel burnout, you feel tired, you feel at your wits end, and yet this expectation is there that really is a false expectation, it can cause unbelievable frustration in you and a desire to escape all of it and just quit altogether. The pastors aren't all right. 38% consider leaving ministry. This is a recent article from Christianity Today, and we are going to talk about it on the podcast today. This is episode 45 of the Preaching Donkey podcast. If you're just joining me, my name is Lane. I am your humble host. We talk every week about how to preach with more effectiveness and impact than ever before. If you're watching on YouTube, welcome. So awesome to have you. Be sure to subscribe, leave a comment below. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, any of those places, so great to have you as well. Leave me a five-star review if you appreciate and enjoy what we're doing. And we want to dive into this today, but before we do, I want to offer you something as my gift to you for listening or for watching, if you go to preachingdonkey.com slash 21 days, you can pick up my 21-day guide to creating killer sermons. This is a three-week, three-step process that will help you create and deliver a compelling message. So whether you've been preaching for a long time or you're brand new to it, there's something in there for you. So again, go to preachingdonkey.com slash 21 days. Okay, so Christianity Today, this came out just a couple weeks ago. The pastors aren't all right. 38% consider leaving ministry. As the pandemic has gone on, burnout continues to take its toll on church leaders. I wonder, as you're watching or listening, are you currently experiencing burnout or have you in the past? Leave a comment below let me know. I'm very curious to know how you're doing. Sitting around campfire beside Lake uh, Tawak, Coney in Northeast Texas, Pastor Nick Burleson has heard pastor after pastor confess their greatest challenges, depression, church conflict, marital strife, and increasingly doubt over whether they should continue in their role. I wonder as you're listening, as you're watching, have you dealt with depression, church conflict, marital strife, doubt over whether you should continue? It's interesting how common depression is among clergy, it, it's really, really crazy to think about, uh, but it's very, very common. And of course, church conflict is just always going to be there. Marital strife is also very common. We have multiple pastors at every retreat that are contemplating leaving ministry, said Burleson, who organizes the three-day getaways sponsored by his congregation, Timber Ridge Church in Stephenville and Vista Church in Heartland. In a lot of ways, they feel stuck, which just adds to the pressure and the burnout. This is an interesting thing that I, I think that a lot of pastors would choose a different profession if they had the means to do so. If they had money in the bank, if they had the skills to do something else, they would do it, but they feel stuck because their livelihood is connected to the role they're in. Pastoral burnout has worsened during the pandemic. A Barna Group survey released today, that is when this was issued a couple weeks ago, found that 38% of pastors are seriously considering leaving full-time ministry up from 29% in January. Wow. So it went from 29% in January to 38, went up nine points in just a few months. The change ha that has been accelerating in the last 18 months has left a lot of pastors with their heads spinning and their hearts spinning as well, said Joe Jensen, Barna's vice president of church engagement. All the chaos, all the pressure, the magnifying 
glass of social media, the pandemic, the politics, the hyper-digital context. It makes sense that you have a lot of pastors saying, is this really what I signed up for? Is this what I was called into? This is a really important question to ask if you're a pastor. Is this really what I signed up for? I think this question was an important question to ask prior to the pandemic. But this has only become a bigger and bigger issue that when you take all that comes with ministry in a church context where you're employed by a church and you're paid by the church and you, you're a pastor in a traditional setting, all that goes with that is so far removed or it can become so far removed from your initial calling to pastor people that it almost becomes unrecognizable. You're a a leader, you're a business person, you're running an organization, you're a nonprofit fundraiser, you're a speech giver, and you happen to pastor people. And it's all wrapped up into this one title, pastor. And that can be very, very, very difficult for people to live under the pressure of. During pandemic, more pastors consider leaving the pulpit. Barna Research found that a growing portion of Protestant pastors said they had seriously considered stepping away from full-time ministry. So here we have pastors in January of 2021, 29% considered leaving. In October, that rose to 38%. That's crazy. The greater number of pastors rethinking their profession correlates with rising stress and worse mental health in general. Back in 2016, 85% of pastors rated their mental well-being as good or excellent. But according to previous Barna poll, uh, according to a previous Barna poll, in, in the October 2021 poll, it was down to 60%. Wow, so 25% reduction in the number of pastors that would say that their mental well-being is good or excellent in five years. That's a huge, huge drop. One quarter of, of all pastors went from good or excellent to just not, not good, not excellent. Pastors who said they have seriously considered leaving the pulpit were half as likely to stay to say they were doing well relationally and a third as likely to say they were doing well emotionally. Interesting. So there's a correlation between people who are considering leaving and their relationships not doing well and them not doing well emotionally. None of this is necessarily surprising, especially if you're in ministry. With so many ministry leaders on the brink, pastors are more eager for outlets like Burleson's Getaways, where they can develop friendships, speak openly about their struggles, get advice, and find mental health support. Prior to COVID-19 burnout, was a silent epidemic in ministry leaders. The stats testify to this, but I but now I might say burnout is endemic, said Dan White, who launched the Kineo Center in 2020. The center hosts retreats for ministry leaders in Puerto Rico and is starting weekly coaching, a weekly coaching program in 2021. In his work with pastors, White has seen the crisis intensify. More leaders are experiencing burnout, even people with regular Sabbath rhythms and vacation times. Their burnout has gotten more severe with discouragement and exhausting exhaustion running bone deep. It's interesting, you know that something has to change when even a regular day off and vacations don't help you recover. If you're burnout, even with a regular rhythm of Sabbath where you're truly getting a day off every week and vacation times, if that's not doing it, then you're really, you don't have enough margin. There's no margin in your life and in your work. 
Burnout begins to show up in different ways according to differences in our personalities, said White, a longtime church planter, pastor, and coach with a counseling degree. For some, it looks like anger and irritation behind closed doors with family. For me, it looked like relational hiding and trying to disappear. For others, it looks like excessive indulgence in social media, alcohol, binge-watching TV in order to escape. Our minds, souls, and bodies will try to compensate for the overwhelm we feel. Interesting. It's interesting to think about how this hits different people differently because if you just hear the word burnout and you've never experienced a type of burnout, you might just think it means that you get to a point where you're really tired or you can't handle anymore. But some people, it's not, it doesn't show up that way. It shows up in uh, maybe these excessive indulgences or retreat or anger. That's a really interesting observation. Evan Marbury, a pastor and counselor in Durham, North Carolina, uses Paul's line in 2 Corinthians 1.8 as a guide for identifying burnout. We were under great pressure, far beyond our ability to, to endure, so that we despaired of life itself. They don't feel God's nearness. They don't feel other people that love them. They don't feel the ways they are made in God's image and how their existence is actually delightful. When you get to that place, that's really concerning, he said. Many pastors are ashamed or afraid of that place. Even though Paul said it, if Paul said it, we should, we should be able to say it. And this is a huge, huge part of being a pastor, being in ministry. People expect you to have a sustained level of spirituality that far exceeds anybody else's. Like that you and God, you and the Lord are walking closely. There is no struggle. There is no pain. There is no doubt. You just, you just walk in this, this, you know, infinite state of bliss with God. And that's not reality. We live in a fallen world. It doesn't work that way. And when that pressure is on you and you feel otherwise, you feel burnout, you feel tired, you feel at your wits end, and yet this expectation is there that really is a false expectation, it can cause unbelievable frustration in you and a desire to escape all of it and just quit altogether. Pastors across the board are feeling more overburdened and lonely as the pandemic goes on and the crisis is particularly acute among mainline Protestant churches. In October 2021, half of mainline pastors said they are seriously considering quitting compared to a third of evangelical non-mainline pastors, Barna found. Amid all the shakeups and crisis that have uh, come in 2020 and 2021, this has become a moment for pastors to rethink their approach to their role and their mental health. This is the one really good thing that comes out of this. I don't like that people are going through pain and struggling and suffering, but the one massive benefit and positive that can come from this is if we begin to rethink the approach we have to our role and to our mental health, AKA, we start to prioritize our mental health and we start to look realistically about what our role actually is as pastors because it has become far more than it ever needed to be and that it needs to be going into the future. Quote, a lot of pastors are struggling to feel hope, said Marbury, a pastor at Christ Central Church. They believe it theologically, but things just seem to keep spiraling. Budgets are being hit, attendees are hit, and someone sits with you and says, I'm leaving. That can reinforce doubt, shame, and feelings of inadequacy. So yeah, a lot of churches never recovered financially. A lot of churches never recovered attendance-wise. 
And then it t- you you have a personal toll as a pastor when somebody leaves your church. You feel responsible. You feel like there's something maybe you didn't do or you could have done that would have prevented it. And all of these things are because our current way of doing church is so consumer driven. You as a pastor are providing a good and a service. You're performing a ritual for people, a spiritual ritual, and they are the recipients. They're the consumers of that ritual and that good and that service. And this is the way that we've trained people to think about it, that you as the pastor are some kind of, uh, you're a provider of just another good and another service, right? They go to they go to Wendy's and get a delicious cheeseburger. They go to Target and buy their their daily, you know, kind of whatever they need to live. And they go to church to to get their spiritual rituals met. When churches called off in-person gatherings during the pandemic, pastors lost out on a boost of assurance that could come from worshiping together in a full sanctuary, hugging members after the service, talking through issues with them in person. So in some cases, they were left navigating intense church conflict politicized departures, and pandemic trauma without some of the most life-giving parts of ministry. This is a really good observation. We went completely virtual in a lot of cases. You had the same issues, the same tension, and yet absent the actual personal touch, which caused even more pain and had nothing to kind of help you heal it. It's forcing pastors to find their identity in Christ and not in the perfection of their ministry. And I think this is a good thing, said Burleson. I think he's totally right. Finding your identity in Christ is incredibly, incredibly hard to do, especially when you're in ministry. Because your your identity in Christ and your identity in your ministry becomes so intertwined that you begin to forget who you are as a Christian first and start to place that secondary to who you are as a pastor in your role and how well you're doing at that. At Timber Ridge Church, he's had to address his own fears of not growing and remind himself that God's call in Matthew 25, 21 was to focus on faithfulness, not success. He has planned 20 more lakeside retreats for 2022, a record for the program, which will expand to include weekends for married couples who co-pastor. Participants continue to keep in touch as friends. And for those who need professional counseling or support, organizers are able to refer them to trusted resources. Because so many pastors enter full-time ministry assuming it will be a lifelong calling, they often endure a lot, including chronic health issues, as well as anxiety and depression, before thinking of moving on. But counselors and coaches say they're experience aligns with Barna's findings. More pastors on the brink are wondering how long they can last. Again, I think so much of this is because it's unsustainable. The pace, it's unsustainable. The expectations, it's far outside what most of us signed up for when we became pastors. And most people feel stuck because there's no other way that they can make a living. The number one factor influencing a pastor's assessment of a vocational transition is money. Yes, that's what I just said. What will I do for an income, said White. There's a, pan- there's a panic there, and in many cases, we have to help them reimagine themselves and their pastoral role in the world. Jensen at Barna urged pastors who find now themselves questioning their place in ministry to lean into the process rather than seeing themselves as less of a pastor for reconsidering their calling. 
Figures like King David, Moses, other biblical figures, they had questions, they had doubts about their calling, he said. Now, uh, now's a great opportunity to lean into the tension, to go deeper into their relationship with Jesus, and to come out more resilient, more sure of who they actually are, whether that's being a vocational minister or not. I think that's really important to consider that your calling to ministry may or may not mean that you're getting a W-2 check from a church and that you're a pastor in a traditional setting. If you're called to ministry, you are going to do ministry. It's just a matter of what the context is, what it looks like. And I think we have shoved all of it into this one box where you work at a church and you lead a staff and you lead a congregation and you manage the finances and you manage the organization and you cast the vision and you lead and all that stuff is great. And it's awesome when it's when it's good it's really good when it's not good it's really not good and i wonder if there is a bit of a simplification going on i wonder if all of what's happened with the pandemic with the the pain that pastors have experienced the inability to keep up with the demands and the expectations and the pace i wonder if this is going to force us to look at ministry different and approach it in such a way that's more sustainable and healthier and actually is pastoring, the kind of pastoring that we signed up for when we took on the role of taking care of God's people. I just wonder that. I wonder what you think in the comments. Let me know in the comments below. Let me know in, uh, you can email me if you have any thoughts. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. Thank you so much for watching. Be sure to grab your guide at preachingdonkey.com slash 21 days, and I will see you in the next episode.